Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. You might hear my bird a little bit. I think you had. I think every time I've recorded in my room, she's she decides to start chatting. Yeah, I see her right now. This bitch is about some birds. I know. Yeah, I went. This trip to the zoo was very cute. I went and saw. I went with my friends, uh, two daughters. Oh. Yeah, they they loved it. Well, I'm. I'm glad you got to show the future generation. I know. What, how were, how was Iggy? How was what? Iggy, the red panda. Is, is that his name? Yeah. It's I very cute. I, um, I actually got a cute picture of it. It was like all the way up uh, in a tree. Like we were, oh. we were like on the like bridge and we were all like looking down because there was one panda down there. And... Like, as we were walking away, because it was, like, kind of hard to see, we, like, looked up, and it was, like, in the middle of the tree, and we are like, ah! All right, folks, I'm back sooner than you thought. Season two is over. Surprise, bitch! But I'm here with Janie Danger for a bonus episode. Hi, Janie Danger. What's poppin'? Um, she's the zookeeper's wife. That's true. Um, she practically lives at the Atlanta Zoo. This is um, the probably the third time we've recorded where I literally had just gotten back from the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch lives at the zoo. I mean, you do live. All right, don't so don't dox me. Oh God, I'll cut that part out. Uh, she lives right next. Oh, I'm gonna cut all that out. Uh, <laughs> we will not dox Janie Danger. They, you know, they can know that I love the zoo without knowing where I <laughs> no, live. You live that that. Let's well, uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> okay, I'll cut it all out. I'll cut it all out. I'll cut it all out. Honestly, if you just censor it, that would be funny. If you just just put, this whole part is just, no, just the, just the part where you said like she lives boop, and then like that would be a good that that then then you could keep in that little riff too. Okay, okay, uh, this is going great without a producer. 
Oh God. <laughs> I know for me, it kind of feels like I have no, um, like direction. Yeah. No direction. The parents are gone. So the children are playing. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll say this again, uh, for the, for the people, but I really, I tried to be a good journalist and okay. Yeah. Seeing the movie. Yeah, I want to. I I just wanted to talk about the movie, and yeah, also talk about yeah. That's basically it. I will give a little kind of like review thoughts kind of thing, and also talk about the like reception and how how much movies are fucking back because this yeah. was a really big weekend for movies, and I haven't seen a movie event like this in a in a while. All, all yeah. the only thing I wanted to bring up was uh just kind of I feel like this is in our wheelhouse, but like bringing up like the kind of conservative reaction. Oh, it. yes. Oh, yeah. Um, very excited to have you here to talk with me about the Barbie movie. Yeah. Oh, wait. Were we supposed to watch Barbie? Uh, yeah. Well, bitch. you told me to watch the movie that everyone's talking about right now, and I went and saw <laughs> Sound of Freedom. <laughs> what is that? Oh, do you not know Sound of Freedom? It's no, the, like, conservative that? movie that's out right now. Oh, oh. You're all, you got your finger on the pulse, James. Yeah, that's... You what, really do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't watch Barbie because it looks gay and woke. <laughs> um, I watched Sound of Freedom because uh, I, I actually care about serious issues like human trafficking and how to stop it. And it tur well, turns out all you need is a well-funded CrossFit gym and <laughs> then just dropping people off in Mexico and they'll figure it out. They'll, br they'll, they'll bring some kids home. They'll bring some kids back. Yeah, they'll do good things. Yeah. They'll do great things. Great even. things. Great th I, they'll make great movies. <laughs> Um, no, I well, I'm really glad you saw that one. Yeah, uh, I actually did not watch Sound of Freedom, but uh, I kind of <laughs> want to just because it, it seems funny. But it, that uh, I'll digress on that. Um, we I could watch the pirated version, I guess. Yeah, well, the, the funny thing is that it got like number two movie in the box office, like I think like a week ago. And that's kind of why it was like a big deal because um, movies are so back. But um, there was like no movies out like two weeks right, ago. Right. Really. Well, the the big one was the new Indiana Jones movie. So oh, but who the fuck was gonna go see that? Well, I I kind of want to see it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, I haven't yet. Um, well, you are a okay. We should say for the people that are listening that aren't aware, Janie Danger is a movie girl. Yeah, Her girl dinner involves movies that's true that's true girl dinner in a movie <laughs> maybe that's what we can call the episode <laughs> girl dinner in a movie yes we'll call it that <laughs> um yeah I, I i i like i like movies what can i say i always like lose people like when i talk to like kind of like normal people in real life and uh I don't know like when you see this movie from 1950 about no i try not to do that but like <laughs> i do find myself like when people give the kind of general like so like what are your interests and like i watch a lot of movies and they say something like oh you you, you saw avengers endgame right you and saw inception yeah i'm like ah <laughs> uh, yeah what was your movie awakening jamie like what was the one that like opened it up for you that's a good question um uh i think i usually i think i might say 2001 a space odyssey um i actually like uh, I I used to use uh, the old Netflix. Um, so for some of your younger listeners who might not know, Netflix used to be a service where you would 
uh, have a queue of movies online and they would mail them to your house. They would mail the DVD to your house. You'd watch it and you'd send it back um, and you'd pay like uh, 15, 10 bucks a month, something like that for it. Um, but then Blockbuster uh, put their hat in the ring and they had a service where you could have three movies out at a time. And if you take those three movies and return them to the Blockbuster instead of putting them in the mail, they will let you rent another three movies for that. So you could have like six movies out at a time. That's insane. It is insane. And uh, for listeners that don't know, I'm also an only child. And I spent a lot of my life just really unsupervised watching like hard R rated movies. And I am also hella autistic, as listeners probably are aware of. And yeah, so like when I was like a kid, I was I've never heard of trans people being it's it's, it's kind of new. They're they're making them different now. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was patient zero. Um, <laughs> she started the epidemic. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was me uh, watching eight and a half in my room, and then I spilled over a jar of chemicals. And, Chemical X. Yeah, <laughs> and the 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 gayness and the artsy moviness all kind of formed a new thing but yeah i was like really young and i remember like being interested in shit that like 10 year olds just like shouldn't be interested in like uh Federico fellini and shit like that so my favorite but yeah when i saw 2001 i think that was like the first movie like i definitely had liked a lot of movies up to that point there's probably a few others i could mention that kind of clicked something for me but i really remember sitting down like almost a three hour long movie watching the whole thing in my room and I don't know I think it was the first movie that like I didn't really understand but like I liked a lot like I yeah I think like the thing for me is that like if I can just feel something even if I don't understand it and a lot of really good directors like David Lynch or Stanley Kubrick are, are really good at that and right. um David Lynch is another one. Mulholland Drive is my favorite movie. And I also watched Eraserhead when I was really young. And all same thing. Like, I didn't get it. But I was like, that was fucking weird. And I'm going to think about that all week. So there's something going on there. Yeah, there's something. There's, there's, I think movie magic is very real. I'm a big believer in being on the movie mindset. Um, and just She's movie pilled. You know, I was really sad the other like earlier this week. And I, I watched the movie Seven Samurai for the first time. It's a four hour long movie. Oh, my God. And the whole time I just didn't think about what was bothering me. And I was just like, this is awesome. I love that. And I love it when a movie. Yeah. That to me is the movie mindset. So Car- movie brained. I just want to beg the question to you. Mm. The movie we've came here to talk about is Barbie movie mindset. <laughs> yes. I think it is too. My brain has been washed in hot pink. <laughs> and I am life in plastic. It's, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the bar it's interesting you talk about 2001 a Space Odyssey because I didn't even realize that, but yes, <laughs> it is interesting that I said that. Um, because um it's actually how they decided to first tease the Barbie movie. Yes. Like months and months and months ago. Uh, yes. I remember the, f- the f- I remember the feed. 
Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the feed was blowing up with giant Margot Robbie in like, you know, referencing the obelisk from 2001 mm-hmm. A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how the movie opens up. So like they literally gave us the entire opening scene. I didn't expect that to be the opening. Yeah, um, me either. I, I guess, the, this, do you want to like just talk about... Uh, the movie, like, do you want to maybe kind of do like a spoiler-free thoughts first and then kind of get into like the the more meat of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that. Because there um, might be people that haven't seen it yet. And if you haven't, one, I'm kind of surprised you're listening to this, but okay. Um, so I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I loved it. I was obsessed with it. I, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I'll be honest. Uh, I... I went in with kind of, I expected a cute movie that I would enjoy. And to be honest, I got even more. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fucking great, honestly. Uh, I really, uh, I don't know. I kind of like, I like Greta Gerwig. I like all the, I fucking love Ryan Gosling. He's one of the best actors working today. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't really expecting I because I saw a lot of like mostly like, uh, I don't know. There was a lot of gay people on the Internet being very annoying as as <laughs> gay people on the Internet tend to do. Oh, and yes. uh, I was expecting this to be something that like even if it's bad or even if it's OK, people would be like, oh, my God, the Barbie movie. Uh, yeah. So I think that's why I went in with just kind of like medium lukewarm <laughs> expectations. And I have to say, I, I remember thinking about like halfway through it, like, damn, this is really good. And yeah. for me, what really uh, wins me over about this movie is that it's just very, very funny. And yes. I think Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are very like they they they've made a lot of serious stuff, but they are like funny people overall. Both their movies have a lot of funny stuff in them. And, uh, yeah, they were just, I, I don't know. I think it's also just been a while since I've gone to a theater and seen a comedy. Um, yeah. comedies don't really tend to get people in the seats like that. So yeah, I just got to say that was what really like, uh, stuck out for me was that, yeah, it's, has beautiful sets. It's very well made. It had a lot of care put into it. Greta Gerwig is is a good director. She's got a lot of uh, skill. Uh, I, I think Little Women was pretty emblematic of her good use of color and stuff brittle like women. that. What? Brittle women. Brittle, <laughs> brittle, brittle <laughs> women. They they okay. drinking lots of water. Um, and so yeah, uh, that's 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 basically my general uh, thoughts. It's a bit, it's, it's a bit, it was. It gave me a little more than just being a cute little movie uh, that I would kind of forget about. Um, I think there was, I think there was a lot of care put into it that I, I really appreciated as a as a movie girl. Yes, yeah. Um, I have to say my feelings on it are very similar because I went in with like literally no feelings about 
if this was going to be a good movie or a bad movie. I just knew I, you know, all the advertising was so insane. All the marketing was so insane. I'm like, okay, I just, I'm going to go see this fucking movie. You they did a me. very good job advertising it for sure. Yes. Yes. I was like, okay, you've got me. I'm going to see this goddamn movie. And I just went in yeah. not really knowing like what the plot was like, having no idea what the, like having yeah. no idea what this movie was going to be about. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, it exceeded my expectations of same. what I thought a Barbie movie was going to be. Yeah, same. Uh, they kept um, the plot pretty uh, under wraps. Yeah. Um, because the plot in the movie doesn't even really start until about like 15, 20 minutes in. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I... I guess now would probably be a good time to start talking about more. The, the well, hold on. Let's, uh, yeah, let's uh, go All to right. a break. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Janie and I are going to get into the, um, we both love the movie. It exceeded our expectations. We're going to get into the um, uh, actual, what goes on in the movie, the meat and potatoes of the movie after the break. Um, so uh, please stay tuned and we'll be right back. Eek. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. 
Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right. Um, so yeah, why don't we talk about what the... First, I want to say, so I just so that I want to say I saw the movie twice. Oh, I saw the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> and the audience that you see the movie with really made, made the first viewing for me. So, for example, I saw the first movie. I, the first time I saw it was on Thursday night and I saw it with uh, Wussy Mag oh, wow. um, at the Terra Theater. Yeah. They have like a, a premiere at the Terra Theater. Yeah. It was very cute. You know that everybody dressed like, up. I just want to say, like, everybody was dressed up. Like, this was a cultural event. Mm-hmm. Like, if you saw somebody wearing hot pink this weekend or any shade of pink, really, you knew that they had either just gone to see the Barbie movie or they were going to see the Barbie movie or they had, they were just repping Barbie. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and so, and I live across the street from a movie theater. And it has been like pink dressed people going to and from the movie theater all weekend, which personally, pink is like one of my favorite colors. Uh, I fucking love it. I just know? so. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about the actual the actual movie itself. Um, well, I I also did kind of want to echo that. I mean, we could probably get more back into this later, but I do really like that this has become an event um, yeah. because... I haven't seen something like this happen in like since I was a kid. And it's so cool. I think it's very, very cool. And I also think it's very funny because uh, if you remember post-2020, people were saying like, oh, theaters are dying. Everything's just going to go to streaming. And it turns out eh, wrong. People yeah. like going to the movies. And it yeah. makes me very happy because it. I, th- I think it is very it's i don't know i i don't think it's like uniquely american but it's it's very like good i think it's good like it's good that yeah. people can go out and enjoy art um right and get dressed up and like yeah. make it fun yeah I, I think it's really awesome um yeah so yeah uh and i think uh also to to boot uh and yeah i also like i was at work this week and i heard people talking like i heard people talking about barbie and oppenheimer all week like <laughs> everywhere i've gone and it's dope like i think greta gerwig and christopher nolan are both like i have some criticisms of some of their art for sure but i think they are both talented people with a with a vision and the yeah. vision is not just like oh people like superheroes what if we <laughs> had a multiverse with all the superheroes you know right. um like Barbie is an existing IP, sure, uh, but still, uh, it 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 like I said, it was in good hands. It was with people that care about it, that care about making a good movie, and so yeah. Um, do you want to like take away the 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 plot? Um, yeah. So we start out with the two thousand one A Space Odyssey kind of like reference, um, where it just talks about the history of baby dolls and how. 
all dolls until Barbie was introduced and whenever the hell she was invented were babies. And it was, you know, just had to do with girls being mothers. And Barbie was the first like fashion doll who had her own clothes and job and all of this. And then we cut into the movie and it starts out with like, as you would expect, like a Malibu dream house, like style set where it literally looks like, you know, yeah, like, the sets are gorgeous. Yeah, um, the sets are immaculate. Yeah. Uh yeah, that that so yeah, and we get a very uh adorable, like funny sequence. And this is also kind of where the a bespoke is, song from Lizzo. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's her little uh riffs are pretty funny too. Yes. Um, her uh so I think this is where you kind of get a uh a hint of like what the type of humor is. Uh a lot of uh it's a, a lot of kind of it's kind of like Toy Story a little bit where it like kind of establishes like the rules of Barbie land, how like it is like a toy land where, you know, like there's jokes about how they don't have genitals. It's PG-13. Yeah. There's um, no like water. Everything is like yeah, pretend. She gets in the shower. There's no water. She drinks a <laughs> cup. There's nothing there. She has some toast and it's uh, she doesn't really eat Plastic. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then she goes to the beach and we meet, uh, we see all the other Barbies. There's Issa Rae, there's Dua Lipa, there's Dua Lipa. Uh, our, our girl, Hari Neff. Um, uh, yes. I, I, In her sailor outfit. I love her a lot. I've always loved her. I think it's very funny that she used to be like a, uh, I, you might not know anything about this, but she used to be, uh, she used to guest on the show Red Scare, the podcast. And I had no idea. Yeah, it's funny wow. thinking now that uh, she's in like the biggest fucking movie of the year and yeah. is going to have a great career as an actress. And uh, Dasha like blew the bag to be like, like got fired off succession just to be like <laughs> a right wing weirdo. Um, Who? What? What? Which, what did she do on Succession? Was she a writer? No, she was. Uh, uh, have you seen Succession? I'm watching it right now. Okay, so she comes in in season three, and she's like an. Ass- oh, she's an actress. Yeah, she's an. A- yeah, she's an actress. Like she's been uh-huh. in movies and stuff. Uh, she also I'm not directed familiar a movie with the whole too. Red Scare lore. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is very tangential. I just think it's funny that like they were friends at one point and. Hari Neff did the smart and normal thing of being an actress, making movies, being normal and, you know, uh, getting money and being a good person. And Dasha was like, I gotta talk to Alex Jones. <laughs> like, I gotta interview Alex Jones. Like, I have to. It's like, I don't know. It's like, you, you've got the opportunity to be like, you're to be successful and be happy and you're like no all these weirdos with pepe avis on twitter like i i need them to like me so yeah, yeah that, shots wow. fired fuck you dasha Shoot. shots fired yeah. on the beauty translated podcast um but anyway yeah hari neff is in it she's dope and uh then we meet the kins we have the, the it's it's the guy that played shang chi right I don't yeah, Simulu. Yeah, um, who I think is cute. But... He is hot. Oh, he is yeah. hot for sure. Um, but I'm not allowed to like gush over him though with my boyfriend next to me in the theater. Oh, well, you're safe with me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, Ryan Gosling, who uh, is also hot, is uh, kind of really steals the show for me in every yeah. 
every way. He's probably my favorite part of this movie. I think he's just like I love him. Like I love like like Drive is one of my favorite movies. I like Only God Forgives a lot too, even though a lot of people don't. I think he's fucking awesome. Place Beyond the Pines. Like he's so so been in so many good movies, had such like a good career, but He's kind. He's kind of like the opposite of like Adam Sandler, who like every once in a while has like a great dramatic role. Every <laughs> once in a while, Ryan Gosling has like a great comedic role. And yeah, he's just so like his timing is so good. His facial acting, every, everything is just every almost almost every joke with him landed for me. Yeah, um, and yeah, so his Ken's job is is to beach beach uh, yeah <laughs> and it it's kind of reminds me of the the i think you should leave bit where uh patty harrison's job is tables <laughs> oh my god i have not seen that but i love patty harrison yeah, she, she, it's, it's very funny but uh yeah <laughs> um and uh yeah and this kind of like uh it, the, the plot doesn't like i said the plot doesn't really start until a little bit in because and I like this about it. You just get like a good 15, 20 minutes of just being yeah. in Barbie land. And I had no idea like what the movie was going to be. I was like, what is this going to be about? Yeah. Like, what's going to drive the plot forward? I, I think the first kind of nugget of like conflict is when uh, they're dancing. They're having this glorious dance sequence. It's mm-hmm. very funny. It's very well choreographed. It's very colorful. With Dua, Dua Lipa song, Dua Lipa song, which is a really good song. I really like it. I actually didn't know that was her song. But Oh yeah, she, yeah. it's her song she made for the movie, which by the way, I just want to say I'm about to buy the fucking the vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. yeah, the hot pink vinyl. It looks I, very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Dua Lipa's uh, song and I just want to say, I, the first, like, time I remember, like, laughing, like, at, like, something and realizing, like, oh, that's really, like, tongue-in-cheek was when Hari Neff's uh, Barbie is the one who's the DJ at the dance party. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, that is fucking hilarious. They would make the trans... And, oh, yeah. And as I'm watching the movie, you know, but then later, like, the next day, I saw somebody tweet the same thing. Ah, uh, It was... Yeah. I'm, it was hilarious. That is funny. Yeah, I wouldn't have observed that. Wait, you I didn't, didn't notice she was the DJ? No, I actually didn't know she was the DJ. Um, yeah, she was in the DJ booth. She was also the doctor. Yeah, and then she came down from the DJ booth, and you're just like, okay, I guess mm-hmm. it's just playing. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're, they're dancing, and Barbie uh, says, uh, <laughs> do you guys ever think about dying? <laughs> and... <laughs> So record scratch. Yeah, it's a record scratch. Yeah. And she says, I'm just dying to dance. <laughs> um, and this kind of gets into the plot where so you play with so she she's having thoughts of death. And then she has a, she has a kind of bad day where her feet uh, are are flattening and they won't stay straight like the, the high heeled Barbie dolls. When and, she woke uh, up on the second day. After, um, after like laying in bed thinking about dying, uh-huh. I remember thinking like, "Oh my god, this feels like Groundhog's Day or something." You yeah, know? I I kind of got that vibe a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. 
Because, I mean, like, it would make sense that they live, like, a Groundhog's Day type life. But, like, there's no, uh, but there's no Bill Murray to be, like, aware of it, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, I also, I, I gotta say, a lot of feet in this movie. I was not expecting... All the, all the feet. Uh, I'm curious if that's a Noah Baumbach thing, or maybe um, Greta <laughs> Gerwig. Tarantino producing. Yeah, maybe she's uh she's like a true uh great or every great director has a foot fetish. Maybe I think that's just true. Maybe. Um, also, Margot Watt- Robbie's feet in particular. Um, in Once Upon ah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And in uh, Wolf of Wall Street are very prominent. That's true. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, can I say I'm, she's got pretty good feet? Like, I I think I get it. She's a, Margot Robbie is a part time foot model, part time yeah. actress, oh, part time foot model. Yeah, that this is all making sense now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, good feet. Ten out of ten. Um, I I wasn't like panting and sweating in the in the theater at all, um, but uh, yeah, Little lady boner. I d- I remember the rest of the movie. I definitely didn't black out after the feet and just. I'm, Do you and, remember the flat foot? Yeah, that was, yeah, that that was, was very like, funny. Yeah, Ari Neff again. Yeah, yeah, um, that was a great line for her. Yeah, so uh. I don't want to like belabor like every single plot point too much, but uh, yeah, it's I, I I did really like that it just kind of took its time being in the world, uh, before uh, like establishing the plot, uh, because I really like it, it reminded me of when I saw Avatar two and like the yeah. whole the whole middle of Avatar two like there's no real plot like they're just like in the world and like swimming and doing stuff and that was my favorite part of that movie i i think shit like that's really cool it's it's like a it's it's kind of patient filmmaking and and it, yeah. I, it trusts your audience to just be like look look at these cool things they're really nice and i and i like that a lot um because otherwise you just have to like imagine it yourself yeah i yeah i think there's too many writers directors that are a little too eager to like to get it going and it's like yeah. if you have like a really cool world like this is um then yeah spend some time in it soak it in let me let me hang out here you know um so speaking of avatar do you hear the people who are like they'd watch avatar and then get sad that they can't go to navi land I wonder if that's going to happen. Like, people get sad that they can't go to Barbie Land. can't go to Barbie Land. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening for real. Uh, Because, uh, notably, um, when the movie gets into the real world, it is... I wouldn't say it fully dips for me, but it does kind of dip a little bit for me when they're in the real world. I wanted Um, more of that patience that they spent in Barbie Land that a little bit more of that spent equally in the real world because I was kind of craving in that when we got to that part, I was craving um, kind of like that kind of life size sort yeah, of. Yeah. It, it felt very, vibe. yeah. It felt, it felt kind of like life size to me too. Yeah. Um, and again, like this was another point where Ryan Gosling is just, eating everything alive like yes. his whole sequence of him going around trying to get a job and be like 
asking for the doctor and all of those bits were really fucking funny to me. But wait, um, hold on. What about, what did you think about, before we move on, what yeah. did you think about Kate McKinnon as Weird Barbie? I hate Kate McKinnon, but... You do? I thought she was very good in this. Oh, yeah. I don't... I, I love... Weird Barbie was great. I, I thought Weird Barbie Barbie's. was great. Yeah, I... That, well, I'm hate is a strong word. I don't actually hate Kate McKinnon. I think she's talented, but yeah. I, all, I think she picks just very obnoxious roles that I don't fucking like. Um, so that's kind of my opinion on her. And I think that this was a role that, uh, is really like, she was really good for. So, um, she was good. She was good for me. Um, I'm gonna be honest, as far as the cast goes, there's only one kind of weak link for me and you might disagree, but I, I didn't really like Will Ferrell that much. Yeah. I felt like, so I felt like Will Ferrell's character was not essential, um, especially I after, agree. after I saw it the second time. I felt like Will Ferrell was kind of just there um, to be Will Ferrell because I feel like they wanted him to be like, almost like Mugatu or like, just, I don't know. And it wasn't giving yeah. what it, like... Also, also, the real world part kind of felt like Elf a little bit too. Yeah, um, and I was thinking about that and I wanted... I wanted them to spend a little bit more time on those. Like, I mean, they did reference it a little bit. She got arrested like a bunch of times. That, I, but... the, was, I, was, I looked at my boyfriend when they said like, uh, <laughs> they said something like, she's bumping into things. She's stealing things. She's getting arrested everywhere. I was like, she's just like me for real. <laughs> I was literally just like me as a teenager. Yeah. Getting yes, arrested. Pure, bumping same, into things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was just back yeah, at it I again. mean I loved those sequences but I just wanted more of like the human interactions also, where it wasn't just like people gawking at her but people like I I agree that's because that is a good like it's good it's good comedy you know the right. like the kind of fish out of wateriness yeah um is is very funny and that's why I think a lot of Ryan Gosling shit was so, was so funny it was uh, yeah yeah it, <laughs> yeah um also, I, I should mention that Greta Gerwig, being the woman of culture she is, a, a fellow movie girl, she said that uh, a big part of her inspiration for this was uh, Jacques Tati and Jacques Denis, who mm. uh, made the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which is a really cool, like, colorful musical oh, movie. Oh, yeah. You would, I saw, I watched that Letterboxd interview with her. Yeah, you would dig that movie. It's really good. Um, okay. And a movie called Playtime, which I haven't seen, but I know that it's a very kind of, like, Kafka-esque movie about, uh, like, uh, corporate structures. And, like, when oh, you wow. see, like, the, the Mattel office, it, it does feel very uh, playtime so okay. it's it's just a very funny uh, place uh, of inspiration to pull from for the Barbie movie, which I think Did is Did you clock cool. the trans symbol in the Mattel boardroom? Uh, no, but I'm sure that some absolute freakazoid Fuck conservative yeah. guy <laughs> like, has. Yeah. Um, I uh, was watching the movie and when, <laughs> and when they went into the Mattel boardroom for the first time, I saw the trans symbol and I immediately thought to myself, like, Okay, that's cool. But then my second thought was, that's immediately going to be like, like some conservative dudes like screenshot. Oh, of movie for sure. Yeah. And be like, oh, it's indoctrinating the children. Like, so you know. I, I guess, I guess this is a good time to bring up. Um, 
I don't know if you saw the our our friend of the show, uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, <laughs> made made a forty uh, three minute long response called Ben Shapiro destroys Barbie. I want to talk about it. How, did you watch it? I tried. I, I want to talk about it for, but don't. for journalistic purposes. I really did try to. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can put a pen in that. Uh, well, yeah, because that's what I definitely want to talk about. Like on closing out is like the public reception and, and included in that being Ben Shapiro. The, yeah, I, I'll just say we can absolutely circle back to this. But watching this movie I, I saw that he made that video and then I watched the movie and I was like, I I see why this is short circuiting conservatives. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um because uh we our our world is very fucked up now. And I, I, I think that like generally this movie has a very I think most of the messages of this movie are very wholesome, yeah. very general. Um and yeah. generally like I think saying little girls can be who they want to be when they grow up is a good message everyone can agree on. However, in the world we live in today, you will have Ben Shapiro be like, um, actually, sharing is not caring. That is woke propaganda. And people, like, I do think there's some, like, kind of lib shit in the movie. Yeah. Um, I did cringe a little bit that they brought up the patriarchy so much. Oh yeah, that was that the patriarchy was basically the villain of the movie. Yes, but I also I I I I, I didn't look. That is something that would annoy me. I really don't yeah. like. I I like if I'm watching a movie, I either want it to be very very general or mm-hmm. very 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 specific. And I like watching like 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 a movie like uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is like a fiery ass fucking like anti FBI like pro black like fucking movie like that is something that really would piss conservatives off it would piss liberals off too yeah. um and that's shit that I like I like when people are very just aggressive when they're right. in their politics this definitely isn't that and I definitely don't like when things are like too lib I don't know too too liberally right um, because then it just it's like it whatever message you're trying to make those people who are like more reactionary to like but woke buzzwords and stuff like the patriarchy yes. they're going to immediately tune out you know what what the rest of the movie is about you uh, know? yeah for sure and also i mean just like speaking for me personally like i just have just kind of a, a reaction to like it's liberal kind of politics. Low brow. Like, yeah, that was kind of the problem with Velma was that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah it was way too like neo-lib. It's shit like that. Like when a movie like that has words like <laughs> what, what was that Megan Trainer song that like, stop all y'all mansplaining, <laughs> like shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like it's too like too. It's too. It's cringe. It is ineffectual. It yeah. doesn't move the needle at all. It is only the only people that resonates for are liberals with yard signs that say like, "In this house, we believe uh, that no life." Have is you illegal. seen the new one? No, they updated it. <laughs> there's like a <laughs> new, new yard one. sign dropped. The DLC. Yeah, there's like a new one now that's like updated to include like 
I don't remember anymore. I just saw it and remember being like, oh my God, this is like the new thing. It's kind of like the progress flag, how they just keep adding. Yeah, it was something. We forgot about. Oh, I was going to riff for this one. (laughs) I was just saying it was was something about like, I can't even fucking remember what it was. But do we want to take a wait? uh, I want you to wrap just wrap up your feelings about the movie really quick. And and, um, how did you feel about. Okay, How did you feel about. Once we went back into Barbie land. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and Will Ferrell literally had no, like all those guys, like all that was funny, like ha ha ha. But what the fuck was the point? Of- some of it was funny, but yeah, you're right. It really like, I didn't really realize it until after the movie, but they don't do anything. It like, serves literally no purpose. That Yeah, they, they don't do it. And you know, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me too much, but yeah. it, it is, I feel like they could have given something them more more to do. Um, they tried to put Barbie in the contraption. They tried to put her in the device, the box, um, and she didn't go in the box. And then they play that fucking banging ass Charlie XCX. That song. was a good yes. I, that first Charlie XCX song I've heard. Um, I want to say for the record that this movie you've heard has boom introduced... clap before. Shut the fuck up. Okay, probably. And not. you've heard I love it before. What's that one? I don't care. I love it. That's her? Well, she's on the song, yeah. Wait, um... It's, uh, I forgot the... Oh, my God, I'm blanking. That's her. There's there's some fucking twink, like, yelling, like, it's fucking this person. I can't remember who it is. Uh, Yeah, she's on the song. And, you know, boom, clap, the sound of my heart, the beat goes on and on. Okay, I guess I didn't know. But I thought, I also thought I'd heard Dula Pipa for the first time. And... Um, Billy Eyelash. Yeah. I want you, baby. Oh, okay. I've heard Billy Eyelash because what's her song? Um, what? How have you never heard Billy Eilish before? <laughs> Bad guy. That's the song. Yeah. Bad guy. I've heard the K. Uh, first, I heard the KK. All right, Slider. this is fucking me up. How do I know all the the twinky gay little pop stars and you don't? Like this seems like your beat more than it's mine. Mama, my beat is. The divas, and those are just little pop. How girlies. is Dua Lipa? First of all, fuck you for saying Charlie XCX isn't a diva. Actually, mad at you for that. I'm talking. Annie I'm, I'm gonna bottle my anger for a second, but I am mad about that. I'm talking Grace Jones. I'm talking Annie Lennox. I'm talking people that like forty year olds listen to. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm that's... not forty though, but I just <laughs> um, I'm not forty. <laughs> I'm not forty. <laughs> but yeah, I've just not. It, it's hard to keep up with all the kids these days, and uh, I'm okay with not keeping up all the time. So you like the Charlie song? Yes, I loved the song. <laughs> Yeah, it's yes, good. Loved the Charlie XCX song. Um, it's and then good. And she, it's like a chasing scene. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it does. Uh, I, yeah. The So the movie dips a little in reality for the reasons we said. But I think it gets way better when they go the reverse Wes Anderson path <laughs> through the through back to Barbie land. And we should, I guess, mention that the actual like plot of the movie it sets up these kind of Toy Story-ish rules that kind of don't make sense sometimes, but it's okay. Right. Um, that the Barbies are being played with in real life. Margot Robbie's being played with in real life. 
and she's off to reality to go find who's fucking with Bari, who's fucking her shit up, who's giving her flat feet, probably... And cellulite. Is it me? Am I playing with a Barbie's feet right now? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so she goes back, she finds this little girl, she thinks it's gonna be the little girl. Plot twist, it's actually the little girl's mom. It's just some woke teenager who calls her a fascist. Oh, yeah, that was also a very funny joke when she's like, I don't control the railroads. Yes, and the the chain of commerce, or whatever she said. Yeah. The flow um, of commerce. Yeah, that's, that's very funny to me. Um, that was a good one. But that, I hated the whole little girl part with that. That made me cringe with like, but I know that libs are going to watch that and be, or not libs. Well, I, I think that the, I think that's the joke though. I think that's, it's the joke that she doesn't, she's calling Barbie a fascist, but she doesn't know what a fascist means. Right. And right, also right, right. A, there's kind of another meta joke that Barbie doesn't know what it means. Barbie right. just kind of, Like she probably like looked up what a fascist is and was like, that can't be me. What? Um, <laughs> So they get back to Barbie land. And then honestly, this this probably is where my favorite part of the movie is because Ken leaves reality early because he yeah. sees how dope men have it in the real world. <laughs> and he goes back and he liberates the Kens and they're drinking beer. They're fucking wrestling. They all really like horses and shit. Because he originally thought... So, like, he steals a bunch of books in the real world that are, like, about the patriarchy or whatever. And, like, one book about horses. And he originally thought that the patriarchy was about men who ride horses. <laughs> this is silly. If, <laughs> Which and I love that, actually. I love that, too. I love yeah. that, too. And I think that, like, I think if you want to be, like, annoying about it, there is, like, a, a, a kind of, like, neo-feminist message there about that patriarchy. Um, but I, I'm glad that I don't really think the movie's about that. I think the movie for its, uh, intended audience, it trusts that, you know, that the patriarchy is, is bad and that, you know, that sexism is bad (coughs) and it uses that, uh, that trust in the audience to be, to make jokes that like, yeah, none of these people like they're they're fucking dolls. They don't understand what the patriarchy is. Right. And all you really need to know uh, is that, yeah, it's kind of hard to be a woman today. And that it ends up being like the main lesson. And I saw we've been going on long. So I'm kind of trying to get to like the the ending where yeah. uh, she chooses womanhood, even though. Yeah. Being a woman a, is hard. Yeah. And America Ferreira like realizes like that yeah that's all that's all the kind of the that's kind of the the general message like yeah. yeah there is like stuff about like sexism and stuff but I don't think that that is really like what I don't think that's the main thing I think the main thing is a very more general thing about like choosing to be who you are and, and like. Human. Yeah, choose yeah. And I, I I liked the message with Ken too. That's like, you know, boys, you can just be a dumb little guy too. It's fine. Like you don't you don't have to define yourself based off like another person or your like relationships or all of these outside things. You can just be yourself. You can just be Ken. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, and that all comes after like probably like I think the highlight of the movie for me, which is the beach fight musical number yes i'm just ken and then it breaks into that very like um 
it's what is like that, Bob Fosse <laughs> kind like, of style. It is, yeah, it's kind of Bob Fosse, all that jazz, yeah, yeah. Um, and it also it's cutting between like the Saving Private Ryan, like <laughs> yeah. on the beach with like uh like toys and and again like that's that's like the wholesome humor that like I think kids can giggle at, adults can giggle at. It's just it's silly, it's absurd, um, and that's what made this movie really fun to me. Is that like it's kind like I a lot of people say stuff like you know you just turn your brain off to watch a movie and like. Sometimes I do that and when I watch dumb shit and I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that, but I didn't feel like I had to turn my brain off that much. I was, I was engaged. And yeah. I think that another um, notable thing is that Greta Gerwig wrote this like towards her daughter that she recently had. Oh, and, it's like her ray of light. Album. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's a very sweet message about like, you know, motherhood and womanhood and sisterhood and all the hoods like that right right um yeah and i think that's a very general thing that uh most of us can agree on and find sweet and walk out of the movie like that was that was a good fucking time i like that yeah i cried um i teared up a little i didn't cry but i teared up a little oh i was like watershed um we'll talk more about it when we come back from a quick break okay Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Um, so, yeah, the movie really touched me, obviously. Like, it had a, I thought, you know, yeah, like, the villain of the movie, they definitely tried to make it seem like the villain, like, you know, the main, like, the patriarchy and all of that was, like, the main part of the plot. But really, it does have a lot of deeper questions that it asks. And for me, those were the things that resonated with me. And especially as a trans I agree. woman. I agree. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of like allegories of transness in the movie that I was probably adding in there myself, you know, like, uh, you know, own. I, I didn't really think about that, but you, you raised a good point, you know, like the, it, the, the, <laughs> in a way, like Margot Robbie has like, uh, reality dysphoria. You know, like, like she like wants to be real, but she's not. And she's like realizing like all these like, like, I I don't know. It's kind of like when you realize you're trans and you're like, oh, wait, hold up. Like all of this is wrong. (laughs) Like and like, yeah, um, that's I definitely see that now that you mention it. Yeah. And it felt like just it felt like her journey to womanhood as like. You know, I mean, it, it literally is. Yeah, uh, it's literally. Yeah, it's and the movie yeah. ends, and, and she of gets course, a neo vagina. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, when I was saw that part, I was like, oh, this like I it confirmed it for me in my head. Like the first time I was watching it, I was already thinking like, wow, this really like resonates with me, like with a bunch of like transness and stuff. And then at the end, where she's like, I'm here to see my gynecologist oh. because she makes a joke earlier in the movie. Or they about not, really... not having genitals. Yeah, she yeah. goes up to a bunch of construction workers and oh, is that neither of us? That that was very funny too. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. And she goes, "I don't have a vagina." And the guy goes, "That's okay. Oh, hey, that's, that's okay. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I was living for like those scenes, especially like even just the scenes of like her and the rollerblades walk in um, Venice Beach. Uh, she, you know being gawked at like that and like i resonated with that i mean i think a lot of women might resonate with that if they've you know ever dressed up and like gone somewhere yeah but as a trans woman especially it's like feeling like yeah yeah and i i think that a lot of stuff like that like um i mean at the end of the day this is a movie aimed at like like it it, it's it I i wouldn't say it's quite a kids movie but it is a movie that like you can bring your kids too and i think that like adult jokes are gonna go over kids heads i think for sure and i think there's nothing that's like that dirty in it um at all that's that's gonna like anger people except ben shapiro who got very mad about the beach off scene um why because he knows what it means and kids don't yeah he was was like it's a homosexual masturbation joke that goes on for only 10 minutes oh my god it's 10 minutes (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't know. Bitch, so yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the, the public response. Percent. Yeah, yeah. First, I want to say that 
I've seen like annoying queers complaining about the movie. Obviously, it's not a perfect film. And it's literally a movie about Barbies. I haven't seen that much complaining about it, to be honest. I haven't, but I've seen like a couple people online being like, hmm, Barbie movie. Like, I feel like there are some people that expected it to be like a fucking gender abolition movie. Oh, God. and, And like, were mad that it like, I guess, reinforced the binary with the whole Ken and Barbie thing. And it's like, well... Okay, yeah, that's Alan Erasure. <laughs> Alan was the non-binary Alan is non-binary character. coded. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I love Michael Sarah, and I'm, was, I was glad that he got to have his little moment. As Alan was fucking great. He's a one-of-a-kind weird guy. Like, they don't make weird guys like that anymore. They don't. So, shouts out to him. Shouts out um, to him. Yeah, he made, he was a great for comedic relief. I haven't seen all that much. So I, I've been interested in the react, reaction to this too because um, I, 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 f- I find it to be something that like, it, as I've said, is very general and it's kind of the, like, yeah, I mean, if they're going to get mad about like, oh, all the Kins are, are stupid guys and then at yeah. the end, they, they're, uh, they're still subservient to women and that's what liberals want, a world where <laughs> men and women, where women are more powerful than men. And that's Literally what, the drawing uh, of like uh, the dominatrixes like with the whips over. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and yeah, so I expected that, but I, what I didn't expect, but I should is like kind of what I said earlier about how like you can have very vanilla movies, but a lot of the conservative uh, like reaction commentary sphere is dominated by just bitching about kids movies and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been sure this is Ben Shapiro's beat. Like he's always complaining about kids movies. He had a, there's a very funny video where he's complaining about the, uh, the bippity boppity boutique has gone woke. <laughs> What? It's like a it's like a, a boutique thing at like Disney World and oh hearing his God. fucking squeaky ass voice say the bibbity bobbity boutique has gone woke. <laughs> Very funny. Um, uh, oh my uh, god. I feel so bad for him, not really. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's a sad life. Because yeah, it really is like a lot of the things that are put in there are put in like that are put in references for like the adults in the movie theater. And then maybe even the kids who like grow up and watch it later. But most of the kids, like the beach off thing, kids don't know. Like, no, I was watching Austin Powers when I was a child. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck Ivana Hump a lot meant, you know, but I I was fucking laughing about it. I was like, that's so funny, you know. Um, So it's just like people. Yeah, it's selective outrage. And especially if it has anything to do with like women or gay people yeah this, then people. it's fucking woke yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. um and yeah so i i just think it's very funny having to see like conservatives like try to get mad when like there isn't even anything to get mad at like yeah. like having because saying sharing is caring i mean if you think about it it is kind of a communistic value so it is like I don't know when you push reactionaries like when you force them to react to something like even though it's not 
right. reactionable, then right. you really get to see like their true beliefs. Then you and really just how get far to... they'll push. Yeah. yeah. And and when they when when down to it, they will say, no, sharing is not caring. And no, you cannot grow up to be whoever you want. Like, fuck you. And that's you can't be whoever you want. You have to be who I think you should be. And that is I don't know. I I, I kind of like that. I think that's kind of a good sign that like um, the the culture war grievance like pushed to its logical uh, extent is just going to end with people because normal people movies. are going to see that and be like, I don't know what the Bippity Boppity Boutique is, right. whether it's woke or not. <laughs> like, yeah. Most I'm people just... can't even fucking afford to go to Disney and like worry about what they're selling at Disney. You know? Most people are dressing up in their cute little pink outfits and having a good little weekend at the movies. And yes. I think that's beautiful. And um, yeah, I enjoyed seeing all the people out. Seeing it in two different audiences was really cool just because like the Wussy Mag audience was definitely the more lively of the two. Sure, yeah. They were laughing at every joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like very like, on beat and then I saw it with an audience that was just dead silent the whole time um uh, my that- audience was I had a packed like AMC uh, excuse me at like 8 <laughs> o'clock on a Friday and it was uh I don't know the very front row had a bunch of like teenagers like look I saw this guy like scrolling his Instagram like like so many times this movie boring AF <laughs> yeah it literally was that it was, like, like looking at family guy clips um but uh, everyone in my theater like loved it. Yeah, same. There was a lot of outfits and like there was a lot of laughing. A lot of yeah, it was, it was just... people clapped at the end and like it was, it was a whole was movie a whole magic. Event. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, and I really can't like I I just like this weekend has brought me so much serotonin just in terms of like I haven't felt like it. This weekend has given me the kind of like connectedness I feel when I'm on mushrooms. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel connected to people in the sense, like... When I'm on mushrooms, I just feel like I have way too many teeth in my mouth and they, <laughs> I gotta start getting them out of there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm way too connected to my 67 <laughs> teeth that keep coming in. That is horrifying. I'm really sorry. Don't think about your teeth on mushrooms. <laughs> That's <laughs> Janie mindset. Janie Danger's advice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, so how far did you make it into the Ben Shapiro review? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, uh, so I'm not even kidding. I, you know, I've brought this up a lot, but I watch a lot of like conservative stuff. Just you got to like... know. I think it's important to know, like, I, like, obviously not like all the time, but I think it's important to know what the fuck those crazy people are talking about. I agree. There. And yeah. it's also kind of, it's funny to me. Yeah. And it's also like, I think it's a good way to like uh just to kind of understand their talking points and their like dialogue tree. So if you ever come across one of these freakazoids in real life, you might have a a better chance at owning them cuz I like owning people in the marketplace of ideas a lot. Um so own I I tried. I th- I I made it about halfway through. I was watching at 1.25 speed because... He sounds great at that speed, I'm sure. I I got... Oh, my... Two things I got to say. One, it was very boring because I knew everything he was going to say. Like, I knew everything he was going to have an issue with. 
And even when I was in the theater watching it, I was like able to like clock like conservatives are going to be mad about this because they're fucking huge fucking crybabies and they're mad about everything. And they're just perpetually like signaling their vices like, hey, guys, I'm mad about this and we should all be mad about this. And like, (laughs) so I I understood I already knew what he was going to say. And then so it wasn't very interesting for me to hear it because I could have just made it up in my head. Did he say anything about the trans symbol? Uh, I don't know if I no, I don't think he noticed that, but he brought <sighs> up Harry Neff a lot. Um, oh God! Well, when somebody notices that, he'll be all over that. Ever, when he brought up Harry Neff, I was like, "You better leave her the <laughs> fuck alone! Leave her alone!" What did he say? Um, oh my God! I don't want to know. Called I don't want to know. It was probably just yeah. like calling her a man over and so over. He, he, oh, there was one one funny part. He he said her voice is deeper than mine. I was like, yeah, that's not very hard to do. I mean, come on, that's not saying a lot, Ben. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's totally a cell phone. Like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I want to clip that. And just have- I, I I can find it for you. He's like, yeah, because she's very obvious. There's one that's a that's a, a trans Barbie, and it's very obvious because she's, she's got a deep. She's really tall, and her voice is deeper than mine. <laughs> like, yeah, you're five foot two, and your voice is like I have to use like a high pass filter to be able to listen to you, or else it's like a fucking dog whistle. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was like the I couldn't finish it because. I don't think I've ever sat down to actually watch a video like of Ben Shapiro that's that long like that. Jesus fucking Christ. His voice is legitimately so shrill. I would have rather listened to Gilbert Godfrey or <laughs> Fran Drescher or any of these bitches like talk than Ben Shapiro. There's like a certain annoying frequency that his voice rests at. That is, ah, it's, ah, I hate it. So... Yeah, he's like, ugh. he's got such a punchable everything. Voice, face. I'll beat him to death with a hammer. Yeah. Period. Yep. Shots fired <laughs> at Dasha and Ben Shapiro on the Beauty Translated podcast. I'll forgive Dasha one day, maybe. <laughs> um. Well, do we have any other final thoughts about the movie? Or have we pretty much roasted... Uh, ben Shapiro to death. Um, I feel like we're good. I don't know. Um, I should have maybe taken some notes, but I feel like I got out, got out what I needed to say. I really liked it. Eight yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Um, very colorful, very fun. I uh, honestly, I could have done one more musical number. Yeah, that would have been nice. I could have. There's probably some deleted scenes or something that are probably maybe fun. Yeah, it's very sweet, uh, touching at times, which is unexpected. Uh, yeah, the only things I kind of didn't like, I guess, honestly, one other thing that I haven't brought up yet is that at the end of the day, it it not to sound like a woke woke scold leftist, but uh, it is a commercial at the oh, end yeah. of the day, For and it it does, yeah, it's gonna move Mattel and units. Even oh yeah, even if it is uh self aware to the de- degree that it is, um, it is a commercial, and I I I guess I do wish that we could have movies like this without there being an attached IP to it, uh, that's uh gonna sell things. But I like the Lego Movie too, so 
I mean, it's I, I'm glad it exists. It's really good. Uh, I'm glad to see that the the cast, especially Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, are getting their shine because they've been in the trenches for a long time doing awesome stuff. And uh, that's about it. Well, yeah, uh, thank you. I mean, thank you so much for being here to share these thoughts with us. Um, yeah, I, we should do I if the people like this, I I would be down to do more movie episodes. So, well, I'm wanting to because covering the news is um, sends me into a spiral. Movies are fun. Movies are fun. News is depressing. Yeah, news is depressing. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not a journalist. All right, well, Janie, uh, thank you so much for being here. Tell the listeners where they can find you, follow you, and do you have anything coming up for people um, to come check you out at? Yeah, so I've been I've been working on the new album a lot more lately. I might have a single out soon. I can't really like make any promises, but uh, yeah, things have been coming along. I, I put together a new band because uh, of uh, the allegations. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, uh, my my ba- my basis moved. My basis moved because uh, of the allegations. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but my band is all trans women now. It's five trans women, which is pretty cool. So that's uh, badass. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think now that there's like three different twitters, I don't even know. I think I'm still yeah at sensitive Janie on Twitter at wife sucker on blue sky. It's called uh, well, X now. Fuck you. That's the <laughs> second time I'm yelling at you today. Um, I think I'm at Wife Sucker on... Oh, no. I'm Janie underscore Danger. I don't know, I'm bitch. Threads. If you want to find me, just Google Janie Danger. I'll pop up. Uh, you I have a will, link tree, don't you? I do have a link tree. I'm going to um, put it in the episode description. And also, if you're if you're a movie head, let's follow each other on Letterboxd because I use Letterboxd a lot. Fuck, yeah. I... Okay. I have paid for Letterboxd Pro. Oh, I do too. And I have not been using it like I should uh, because I have not put any reviews in there recently. But yes, follow me on Letterboxd also um, for my two brain cells reviews on movies. Oh, that's the way you got it. I mean, there's too many, too many people pretending to be smart on Letterboxd. So. I know, right? We need uh. more people like you. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jane Danger. Of course. We will see. Wait, did you say there was a show to promote? No, I, uh, we like, we kind of just like got uh, our set list like back together since like uh, rebuilding the band from the ashes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Next time I probably will. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of trying to get shows right now. But. Okay. Yeah. Book Janie Danger. Yeah. Yeah. For um, listening to this. And go see the Barbie film and support the trans agenda. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in season three. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, 
and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.